Please consider supporting the Wednesday blog by going to anchor.fm slash sean-thomas-cain slash support. Thank you. Welcome back to the Wednesday blog with me, Sean Kane. It's Wednesday, 14 September, 2022. This week, why it's important to keep the Irish language alive. After I released my previous episode, Summer School in Irish, back at the beginning of August, I had a good conversation with one of my best friends and one of my most frequent listeners, past Wednesday blog guest Alex Brisson, about the utility of keeping smaller languages like Irish alive. How do these languages benefit humanity when we're moving toward a time of greater linguistic conformity, when there are a handful of global linguae francae, such as English, Mandarin, Russian, Arabic, Spanish, and French, the official languages of the United Nations? I responded by lauding the beauty of Irish, by the fact that Irish helps the speaker understand the nature and world around them differently. Take the phrase, for example. This means, I love you, though not quite in the same sense as the English. In English, there's the subject, I, who's doing an action, love, to the object, you. This is the same way that this sentiment is expressed in many other languages, from German ich liebe dich, to French je t'aime, to Spanish yo te amo, or more simply te amo. Irish, on the other hand, takes a less forceful approach. Instead of having the subject me being in a state of love, in ra, with the object lat. Thus, in Irish, the expression Tome Nralet says less that one person is expressing love toward another, and more that both people are in a state of love with each other, a model of relationship that I personally prefer far more. Losing a language like Irish loses this elegant worldview. It takes away one particular means of understanding how one group of humans has long perceived the world around them. Another way that Irish does things differently from English is in the use of a habitual copular verb. In plain English, this means that there's a version of to be that expresses an action that's done on a regular basis. So, uh, the Wednesday blog I write a column every week, which is called the Wednesday blog. This particular verbal construction of beam, rather than the present active tense to may, as seen in the last example, helps express the regularity of the action, the writing of the blog and podcast itself. It demonstrates that I, Sean, am on a weekly basis writing this string of ideas which you, dear reader or listener, then choose to read or listen to. It also offers a sense of much-needed hope that, yes, I'll actually keep writing the Wednesday blog, something which I'm always not sure about. Today, though, 
Looking back at the last 40 episodes already written and the 38 blog posts that came before the launch of the podcast, I'd like to think I've gotten myself into a good rhythm. If there's any other chief argument I've made in the past for why Irish ought to be kept alive, even taken off life support one day and spoken as another one of Europe's vibrant languages, it's that so many echoes of its once and future vitality still exist on the face of our world today. Take my name, Sean Thomas Kane, which, though not intentional, is a highly traditional Irish name. In Irish, my name is Sean McDomaso Cahan, or Sean, son of Thomas, descendant of Cahan. Cahan was a king of Ulster who ruled in the, in the late 9th century CE, about the same time as Alfred the Great was on the throne of Wessex. Thomas is my dad, Tom Kane, meaning that my name actually works quite well, seeing as I'm actually Sean McDomas, or in the more clunky English, Sean, son of Thomas. You can often tell when a family over here in the U.S. are Irish-Americans by the fact that the parents and kids tend to have similar Irish names like Bridget, Patrick, Maureen, Brendan, or Molly, among others. While we've generally lost our ancestral language through the generations spent living in English-speaking countries, we've still kept aspects of that culture alive. One thing that I would love to see someday is a vibrant, if spread out, Irish-speaking community here in North America. It would be neat to have that sort of communal connection through our ancestral language preserved and even slightly transformed by our own distinct experiences living in North America from the, the Irish that's spoken today in Ireland. Perhaps this would be seen in the gradual creation of a North American dialect of Irish, alongside the three modern dialects of Connacht, Munster, and Ulster Irish. I, for one, am finding it easiest to speak a bit of a mix of the Connacht Irish, the dialect spoken by my family, and the Ulster Irish, though I've also learned many a Munster mannerism and mode of doing things as well. Here in the United States, our monolingualism has so greatly influenced our way of thinking that it is strange to consider a life where one might speak one language at home and one out in society. This is something done by people everywhere, even here in the U.S. In that future, even if we do come up with some sort of universal translator that just renders all linguistic barriers largely null and void, there would still be room for people to speak their own languages in their own way among themselves. Thanks for listening. The Wednesday blog is written, read, and produced by me, Sean Kane, and I also came up with the theme music. You can learn more about my work at linktree slash Kane. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash S-T-H-O-S-D-K-A-N-E. There you'll learn more about my website and my blog. Thanks. Thanks as always to my regular listeners, including monthly supporter Elizabeth Duke. You can learn more about supporting this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. I appreciate it. This podcast is distributed by Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.